This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we talk to well-known people about their lives, their careers, and negotiating those difficult moments along the way. And with me today is Jimmy D. Yeah. Well, well, I don't think you ever introduced me as my actual name for <laughs> 100 episodes. You're like, they're like, oh, you, you, you've got lots of different hosts that you do it with, but they've all got slightly <laughs> similar names. <laughs> And they all sound quite similar. Yeah. And they're all similarly annoying as well. How did you do that? No, not annoying at all, Jim. Not annoying. Jimmy D. I, I don't... I, Jimmy D. sounds a little bit like a sort of... um, A sort of like a smashy and nicey style radio host from the 70s. Well, I was no, thinking not really... 60s kind of pop artist. Jimmy D. and the Waders or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, F- yeah fish, Jimmy fishing. D and the Blankers. Well, I was thinking... Yeah, and the Blankers. That would be perfect. I was in the Waders. You could be like sort of fishing themed. Yeah, when have I ever given off a fishing vibe? I don't know, mate, but I was just thinking, yeah. It just waders came into my head, so I said, yeah. Jimmy D and the Waders. Yeah. very 60s backup <laughs> yeah. band, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, there's old... What would mine be? Mine would, what, like, uh, I'm really into tea. Would it be like Jimmy D and the tea drinkers? That's not, that's not good, is it? <laughs> Besides, uh, Jimmy D and the tea drinkers. I can just imagine whispering bob harris announcing you on the old gray whistle test <laughs> Great whistle and test, here yeah. we have uh the, the new prog rock sensation jimmy d and the tea drinkers and you'd be thinking this is going to be shit it's the dust so yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's no led zepp let's put it that no, way. no one hit wonder at most with that name anyway how are you i'm very well thanks how are you I'm not too bad at all, actually. Yeah, not too bad at all. We've got a slightly different episode this week, haven't we? Yeah, this is where people will decide to switch off and wait till next week when we have a guest again. <laughs> no, we have to do positive reinforcement, Charles. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, is going to be... Do, a, yeah, it's going to be our the, most the downloaded... The landscape of the pod has changed. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly. And then we actually never have to do a guest ever again because we've just smashed it so much. Yeah, well, that would be handy because like, it's quite it's quite <laughs> troubling getting guests on. Well, we like it though. Oh we? no, I love having guests on, but obviously that. Well, I mean, that's the whole basis of the of the enterprise. But uh, obviously, it's you know for those. I mean, this might be a question that comes up, but it's quite tricky booking guests sometimes. It, it is. It is. Um, probably something I'd imagine that a lot of uh, podcasts have. What we need is to be big enough that we have uh, a team of production people that do that for us. Mm. And I think we hoped four years ago four years down the line that might be the case could not be further away from that no it's just still you me isn't it (laughs) just us doing our thing uh but uh, to be honest i mean that's maybe that's part of the charm of this podcast you know that there isn't any uh I've had those smooth edges. <laughs> I mean, I used to sound like it's just complete rough edges all the way around. <laughs> no, I think it's charm. There's a charm to it. I think there's a charm. There's a charm to it. 
Oh yeah, there's something nice about it, and, and I think I guess um, with great power comes great responsibility. In that, we'd have to be. I think if we got bigger and bigger and bigger, which would be lovely, and we'd love to have more and more listeners, but then I suppose you lose something, don't you, along the way, perhaps. And it's nice to be have some control over what you're doing. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't, would, I rather have all the, would I rather have the money? I think I'd rather have the money mm. and well, the success. Well, of course, the the, the happy. No, I, I know what you mean. No, no, but I mean, there, there's normally a compromise with that, though, isn't there? If we're going to yeah, get deep there's, there's, early yeah. on, there's normally a compromise with that. So I guess it's very rare for you to be able to do, be very, very, very successful and and have lots of freedoms without having to compromise something along the way. Yeah, I come. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you like you see all those like uh, on like LinkedIn and like mm. TikTok, all these like really successful people, and they're like, got up at four o'clock. I had a d- diffused lily water, and then <laughs> I went to the gym for two hours, and then I worked, grind, and then I went back to the gym. You know, and all, all this like, it, and actually, you read that and think, bloody hell, that's I'm exhausted just reading that. Like yeah. that does not sound like a fun existence. And I think a lot of really successful people burn the candle at both ends and actually oh, massively so there yeah. is a balance i think that you're right there's a balance between happiness success creative fulfillment if you're a creative person and i guess financial uh remuneration enough enoughness that's not a word, yeah. you know what i mean like enoughness is perfect then, yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely i think you know yeah obviously you want to be able to apply a trade and obviously if your trade is doing something creative then you want to be able to uh sustain your life through it and we're all looking for for that and of being uh freelance creatives that's that can be peaks and troughs and is a bit of a roller coaster but over the over the course of a year generally you probably just about scrape by and that's and that's fine that's you know and, you, and then you can feel grateful for that i think yeah it, we we kind of look at i guess at celebrities and a lot of the guests that we have on our podcast you know are very very successful and do lots of things but obviously there becomes a lot of a lot of baggage with that as well uh which is you know it's tricky to deal with at time from time to time yeah that's true actually uh everything has its compromise i guess um anyway we got deep quickly then didn't we, we we're, did. good, we're good at that we just yeah how what have you been up to because we, we don't often ask you for that what you know what you've been doing what you've been up to anything fun to share with the class <laughs> yeah it's not the summer holidays sort of debris <laughs> uh what have i been up to i'm doing a few dabbling with a few creative projects it's i have to admit it's i don't know what it was like for you, you had a busy summer because you obviously you were up in fringe weren't you you were gigging a lot um i had a really quiet summer and which in some respects was nice but then you get that what we were just talking about that the peaks and troughs of being a freelance creative you start to get a bit worried that there's nothing coming in and obviously we're going for a very tricky time um, financially in the world and th- this country in particular. And so you start to get a bit panicky about what's next and what's coming up. And is it, am I going to have some work in the autumn and all those kind of things? So, yeah, I, I, I kind of w- went into kind of creative mode and tried to do some creative stuff and get some projects off the ground. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last few months, actually. Um, and some of those things are starting to come into fruition. Uh, thankfully and I think in the new year it will be a bit more yeah I'll be a bit bit more relaxed about uh, work earning work as opposed to creative stuff but yeah I've been creating lots of things yeah doing 
dabbling in a bit of screenwriting, which has been fun. And yeah, always looking to dabble in new stuff and push my own little boundaries out a little bit. I mean, this is a question that comes up on a pod a lot when we ask our guests, never really ask each other this, mm. but what are you like in those moments where work dries up a little bit and, and you're, you, you go you start sort of banging your head against a brick wall and maybe you're not getting the responses and we talked about being ignored before and stuff. Like what? Because I find that really hard. Me too. And it, it's quite triggering for me. But mm. how do you sort of deal with that? I always think I'm going to be all right and, then, and I become really triggered by it and, and very... Yeah. Get quite depressed actually. Yeah, uh, I find it really difficult. Those moments, you just start questioning what your every every ounce of your being, not just yeah. not just your creative abilities, but what ev- literally everything about yeah about yourself almost. What are you doing? What are you bringing to the world? Yeah. What what's your what's your place in the world? Where are you supposed to be at? Like, and then obviously the responsibilities of being a parent and a husband, a good friend, all those things kind of amalgamate into it as well, because obviously you're just at those moments you're distracted because you're thinking about those things. But yeah, so it's a whole cacophony of shit, <laughs> which I think was uh, a song for the Smith. Sorry, the Fall, wasn't it? And I was thinking Mark E. Smith. That sounds like the sort of thing. It sounds like. like the sort of song um, that Jimmy D. and the Waders would sing. <laughs> a better reference. That was a coffee and shit. Their first album. No, but I think it is you, the amalgamation you spiral, of everything. Then, you... Yeah, spiral. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 it's not panic, but it's. I think it's more. It's not like a panic anxiety. It's more a feeling of. I guess it's those ideas about failure and rejection and imposter syndrome. It's more that kind of stuff like, oh, f-, f this. Yeah. And and yeah, actually yeah. that that kind of, I need to, maybe I should be doing something proper, inverted commas, uh, which we've, I know you've, you've had those feelings around those things as well. And then I have a conversation with Michelle, my wife, and she says, you would not be happy doing something proper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and actually, why don't you just kind of, you know, every, it normally works out all right, but it doesn't mean that those things, it's going to happen again. It happens most years. What? Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm the same. I, and well, I yeah, do, swing I it back at you. Relate now, yeah. to that. No, but I was like, what? So what? Like, because for me, sometimes it can be the smallest little bit of creativity, or the smallest bit of like validation, or the smallest bit of like maybe even doing something completely different. Like, I would like obviously uh, Miranda and I've got a three week old at this point. Three weeks today, and mm. so we're obviously not sleep. Well, you know, up every few hours to feed him and stuff. Yeah, very tired. And I was feeling so sluggish this morning, like, like physically, obviously, mentally as well. I like just really sluggish and just like, oh. And then I went to the gym this morning with my personal friend, Sam, and um, I had a really fun session. And I I forgot about everything. I forgot about like feeling sluggish. I forgot about everything that's like weighing me down and just not that anything massive is, but just like, you know, bits, bits and bobs that, that accumulate. And Physically, obviously, I was like moving and movements, obviously, like really big for those moments and stuff. And then I drove home thinking, oh, I feel really good. And we, we were like mucking around. He he got like the, um, he's bought himself some of those rings, like gymnastics rings kind of stuff. So we were doing like core stuff on that. And I was trying to learn how to flip over and stuff. And it was just nice to have a little challenge, challenging myself, a little bit of achievement, like I was achieving something, a moving, and then like mentally feeling stimulated. And it was amazing how that was just not even an hour 50 minutes 55 minutes and i just it changed my day came home like a spring in my step and felt like oh oh i can sort of tackle the other stuff now 
So I don't know. What is there something for you that does does that in those moments? I mean, yeah, physical exercise is vital. I think, like, even if it's just going for a walk or you know, stimulating yourself physically, I think is really, really good. And I'm doing this charity bike ride at the moment. This is just at home in my. Um, I do it in my bedroom where my office is, and I just watch TV while I'm doing it. Uh, and I and I have to admit, like, even though there's still kind of vague feelings of like worry around work stuff, I have to admit that I'm I'm really buoyant at the moment. And I think actually a lot of it is to do with doing that exercise every day and doing like I'm doing like 30k a day kind of thing, which is sounds quite a lot, but it's not too bad on a bike. Um, actually. West, yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, but I think that really has helped. That physical um, outlet has really helped with um, with sort of like processing things. And actually sitting on the bike thinking about what's, you know, also, although I'm watching kind of stuff, it's thinking about processing stuff, doing stuff, that monotonous kind of thing. I suppose if you're running as well, you get things like that. And if you're doing quite more high intensity stuff, that's good as well, because that's sort of like really, it's quite impactful, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I would say physical exercise is is pretty vital for for general mental health, but also for if you're in those moments where you're feeling a bit despairing. But I would say that yeah, I think going like that idea of movement, and often in when I'm in particular crisis around creativity, I will start to look for and to branch off doing something else, whether it's trying some other type of writing or. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I do a bit music, like music stuff, so it might be like just like writing a song or recording a song or something like that, or or doing something else that's new and that will spark me somehow. Um, that always helps as well. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what our listeners, assuming they're still listening at this point, uh, do in those moments. Be nice, be interesting to hear. Mm. So do do get in contact, tweet us, Instagram, Facebook at Blank Pod, and let us know. Yeah, in those kind of moments where it's you just it's it's a it's a um a cacophony of shit. It's a cacophony of of emotions, I think, because like you feel could often feel depressed and down and sort of like um uh what's the word not sort of desolate, I guess, or like despairing, just despairing. But also for me, a lot the um con- conjoined emotion is anger. A lot of the time, I, I get quite frustrated and angry mm. and like feeling and so on quite often like that's mixed in there as well so yeah it's interesting to hear that physical exercise for you is a thing as well so do let us know listeners that'd be interesting yeah, to hear what interesting other people with the anger because I, I i think yeah I, I, the anger i don't know if you i i totally internalize that though so it's anger it's not anger at anybody else it's anger yeah, at myself yeah. Yeah. and it's it's me that i'm hard on yeah and <laughs> It's, you know, it's me that I really like um, being horrible to in those moments. Um, yeah. Because I think, oh, you're, you know, you, all those things, you're fucking useless. Why can't yeah. you, you know, it's that voice, those voices, um, which is why, you know, I say cacophony of shit because it's all this bunch of stuff, you know. Um, yeah. But at the same time, generally speaking, touch wood, things work out for a reason. You know, you end up doing something else or finding something else and 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 it always kind of uh, work that distract that that sort of that other creative thing is interesting but do you have anything else like because i've recently tried to start bringing in and i know like terrible timing with a three week old in the house and a three month a three year old sorry 
trying trying to bring in like non-negotiable non-negotiable stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna read for half an hour a day, and like mm. that's non-negotiable, and I'm just gonna like whatever I'm doing, even if I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed with work slash life, I'm just gonna like read. I've got this very what would seem boring to anyone else. I find it quite exciting. A book about football managers and like what they do behind the scenes and stuff. Oh, and that sounds interesting. Called um, Living on the Volcano by can't remember the guy's name. Oh, Michael Calvin. Um, I find it really fascinating, and so it's just like a little distraction for me. Although I, I've not been very good at that, but also I'm trying to do. I'm trying to play football once a week. Not trying to like commit too much to that, but like once a week if I can yeah. get out and play for my six aside team or five or five aside or whatever. Uh, the other thing is I'm trying to get back into playing FIFA. We talked we talked with, uh, with George recently, didn't we, about video games. I'm trying to get back to play FIFA. Oh, no, actually, I tell you what I'm, I'm also going to do. My mate Adam came around the other day. Uh, his daughter plays football with, with my daughter, and they're becoming really good mates, which is lovely. Um, we were talking about Mega Drives. He had a... What was the one before Mega Drive? A uh, Master, Master System. system yeah. And we had a Mega Drive. So, uh, and I was going on eBay looking at old consoles. And I can get, I can get an old Mega Drive for like... 35 quid well, and can, i'm thinking of like doing well, mate, it as a christmas present don't get a mega drive you can get these new versions where you just plug it straight into the tv and it's got all the games adam said that i heard about that yeah. but my argument to him was i actually think holding the old style mega drive and like putting sure. the cartridge in and he was saying and obviously then taking it out and blowing on it etc <laughs> yeah because it doesn't work it, it's, yeah it doesn't work it's part of the nostalgia yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's part of the enjoyment as well no so, i get that so I'm thinking of like my Christmas present for myself this year is an old Mega Drive and try and get like Sonic and NHL 94. And Altered stuff. Beast just, was uh... a good one. Altered Beast. Is that what came Beast? up on the episode? No. Altered Beast and say, uh, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And then I think there's things like Street Fighter. That wasn't on Mega Drive, wasn't it? I think. Altered Beast. Do not recognize that at all. Mm. But it was quite hard. Look for it. And there was Golden Axe, which was a similar... It was a similar in style to Teacher's Rage in that you were, like, wandering along... It was kind of 2D and you were wandering along a thing, but it was more like Lord of the Rings. Like, so there was, like, an elf and a barbarian oh. and, a, and, a, and a dwarf with an axe. And you would go along sort of chopping people and you could jump on these dragons. A bit like... it was Honestly, it was like Streets of Rage, but, like, a medieval fantasy version. Well, I might try. I might try. Did, did you know that... The Mega Drive was only called the Mega Drive, Sega, obviously, Sega Mega Drive, in outside North America. It was, was called it, something different. Why? What was it North called America. there, then? Any, any idea? So Mega Drive, was it anywhere, was it in the same ballpark as Mega Drive? No. Okay. No, not at all. Um, it's the name of a name of a sort of 80s pop group where the lead singer was Jimmy D and the um, <laughs> Raiders. Um, <laughs> Duran Duran. Spandau Ballet. No. No, Sega, Sega, Sega. Uh, so, oh, okay. The Sega Duran Duran. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to come around and play on my Sega Duran. Yeah. No, I'm going to go and play on the uh, <laughs> the Nintendo, uh, the Nintendo Led Zeppelin. Ah, uh, the Nintendo, yeah. Um, Nintendo Cure, I'm going on. Um, well, that's nice, that works. Yeah. I, I have no idea, man. I don't think I could, I think I could be guessing for no, hours. No, I'd never heard this. I would not have got it. Sega Genesis. Oh, Genesis. No, right, okay. There's a little uh, hint. That was, the, that was the next one. That was the next console after the Mega Drive. Well, it says here on Wikipedia, the Sega Genesis, known as Mega Drive outside North America. Oh, because I'm sure in the UK there was a Genesis that came out afterwards. Or maybe it was like uh, the so souped-up Mega Drive. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah, okay, so Sega Genesis. 
Yeah, good. So good actually, I... this leads me on to another question then, actually, because um, so I am going to like, obviously, you mentioned earlier, we're both like freelance creatives and money comes and goes and, and cost of living is like hitting everyone at the moment. So like mm-hmm. money is not flowing, but I am going to try and buy myself a mega drive as, as long as it's not more than 50 quid or whatever yeah. off eBay. I'm not going to obviously go mad. And a few games for my little treat for myself for yeah. Christmas. And I might, I've got a old TV screen here next to my laptop in the cabin. So I'm going to hook it up there and I can just come to the cabin, play a bit of like whatever. Oh, you'll be doing it when we're podding. It's boring, Probably co- when boring we're conversation. <laughs> Do you, are you planning on anything for yourself for Christmas like that? Because obviously like we, I'm sure like we all buy presents for our loved ones and friends and family and stuff. But like, are you... Is it not a nice idea? Have a little sort of like self, or do you do you do that? Is that something you do? Yeah, we start kind of. I guess because the kids are getting older, it's more expensive. Uh, we don't tend to do Christmas presents for each other now. But funny enough, our um, Michelle, uh, my wife, uh, really wanted uh, a nail gun. So because she's doing some DIY <laughs> in the conservatory, and That's so, so on brand for her, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, "Oh, can I for my Christmas present? I'm going to buy myself." So she bought herself a nail gun. Uh, yeah. So funny, yeah. And anyway, our Blu-ray player died, and for ages I've been wanting because I'm really into films. I and my friend's got a um, Ultra HD Blu-ray player, so it's a 4K version. And obviously, all the discs are on 4K now. They're re, re sort of re-releasing all all the old films on 4k so they're like much better quality so i've um so because our player died and a lot of people don't have like blu-ray players anymore unless they've got like an xbox or something so um so i so i bought we bought one of those so that's kind of my present i suppose yeah it was like a family present to ourselves so we can watch films in 4k now which is very exciting for me did you have at one point a big projector, or do you have a projector? I do, yeah, yeah. You have one, you do, mm. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because that's yeah. really cool. Because then th- they'll look really good on that, then. Yeah. So the projector's cool. Yeah, we've got like um, a blackout screen that we put up, and then we, so we sometimes Lovely. use it out. So in the summer, we use it outside, and we have like outdoor cinema. Uh, we've got this pergola that we built, and we tie it onto that. And then oh, yeah, in maybe. the summer, so I, for the World Cup, if we um, if I'm going to watch any of the games, I'll set the projector up, and we'll have a few friends over and we watch it on the just like a hundred inch screen sort of thing because of the yeah you know because of the size of the bit this world cup might be a struggle given the weather yeah (laughs) be very committed if you're out there in the snow (laughs) watching england draw nil nil with iran i'm not so we can put it up in so um we've actually got um fittings in the lounge above the um the picture rail so that we can have it up in the lounge as well so yeah, nice. yeah, so yeah, so we're gonna, so we'll probably do that. Yeah, we'll do it inside. I don't think it's sensible <laughs> to do it outside. Um, should we? We we did reach out to our listeners, didn't mm. we? Jim, we've done we've done twenty five minutes already of chat. We're we're just too good at this. Um, so we answered some of the questions because a few people replied to us and asked us some lovely questions. Shall we delve into those? Because we don't often get to do this. It's quite nice actually to interact with our listeners in a, in this way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was lovely. I was I sort of said to you, oh, let's do a. Why don't we do a Q&A kind of episode? It'd be nice to reach out to our listeners and see if um, any of them bothered to reply. And some of them have. So uh, <laughs> kudos to those that have. Thank you. <laughs> Who should we start with then? Well, I think we should start with Richard Astill, who's I know is a regular listener. He often sends us nice messages. And he's actually sent us a couple of questions, Jim. So we'll, maybe I'll read out the first one. Um. And uh, maybe you could answer this first question yourself. 
The the first oh, question no. is, what was your last blank moment? Oh, I mean, to be honest, I should have expected that. I mean, Richard has absolutely hit the nail on the head in terms of on-brand questions for us. Mm. Uh, I should have really hit, should have thought about that. Um, I feel like I sort of have little blank moments all the time. Um, I don't know if I can't really think of any sort of big blank moments, but I feel like I have little ones all the time mm. throughout the day almost, which sort of stop me in my tracks, sometimes, which is something I'm trying to sort of work on. Micro blanks. Uh, in terms of, yeah, micro blanks is a good way of describing mm. them. Um, have to be at the moment i got so much on um sort of working like family wise it's actually stopped me having blank moments because i've got so much to focus on um and before you know it the day is over and then it's my toddler's bedtime and then it's dinner time and then we're going to bed super early at the moment because we have to yeah. be up every three hours to feed our newborn so actually that's actually there's no really time for blanks helped there isn't there isn't really um it doesn't mean that i don't have like difficult days um where things aren't some days are easier than others um but no in terms of like a big blank moment have i done anything recently where i think oh no i might have to i might have to come back to you on that one the other slight problem is my memory is not very good maybe maybe that's the biggest blank moment of all uh my memory is terrible and i don't know if it's because i just have a bad memory or oh i'll tell you one thing this isn't a this isn't a blank moment, but I was going to tell you anyway. I discovered something about myself mm -hmm. last week or week before last that I think I told you this anyway. I think did we chat the other last week? Um, that I have a tongue tie. Oh, you said yeah, 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 because obviously your son has got one. So my son's got one, my daughter yeah. had one, and it stops them feeding properly, mm -hmm. uh, breastfeeding. And I asked the cranial osteopath, so we've been to see various people, breast breastfeeding specialists, and lactation experts and all this. And then we went to see a cranial osteopath who's been amazing. And I, I suddenly thought my, I feel like my tongue doesn't quite, like I can't curl my tongue. Like mm, some people can, okay. I've got a slight speech impediment and I just feel like, Hmm. So I said to her like, what happens if you had a speech? Uh, sorry, if you had a tongue tie as a kid and it's undiagnosed, she said, Oh, you just learn to deal with it. You probably would have a slight speech impediment or, you know, you, your tongue would memory. Work. I was like, bad memory you're probably um bad at organizing guests for a podcast you're probably a very mediocre stand-up comedian All probably these have clumpy shoes yeah you probably have massive shoes that you never wear Mate, it's, they're, they're everything this like it's definitely you probably want to that. buy a mega drive yeah. yeah um and she like said okay lift your tongue up and stuff and she's like yeah you've got you've definitely got the sort of tension there and it, oh. everything suddenly like I know this isn't a blank moment, so I apologise to Richard. Everything sort of f f fell into place. And I was like, oh, that's why I, I sort of speak like this a bit. That's why some letters I struggle with, ironically, J, the worst, which is obviously literally the letter of my first name. Um, and it all, and then obviously, and and it's hereditary. So that's why yes, that's I passed interesting. it on to my kids. That's interesting. It's a hereditary thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, but I guess in 1984, when I was born, it wasn't, it just obviously wasn't as known as a thing. No one was checking. No one was looking. And so... Yeah, it just wasn't, and it wasn't. It didn't ever come up as an issue for mum and dad, and no one's ever said your your kid speaks weird. Mm. <laughs> it just never came up. So, yeah, that's not really a blank moment. No, but, but it's something you've learned just... about yourself on the blank mo a big on, moment. Yeah, and on those micro blanks that we were just sort of like I just made up. Uh, I was talking to I've talked to a couple of people recently about this, and I was wondering if 
we are starting to be affected by the ease that technology gives us in finding out information that we probably already know. So, you know, often I've referenced the internal Google, um, yeah. which is, you know, your that, that your brain. I wonder, I do think that I've had lots of conversations with a, quite a few people recently where we've gone, oh, just, I saw that thing the other day on TV and it had that person in it and they were in blah, 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 you know. And what you immediately do is just go rush to your phone and Google it or IMDB to find out who it was and what thing it was. Whereas, obviously, pre internet we would have either it would have taken us a little while to get there but we probably would have you know that whole thing about i'll wake up in the middle of the night and remember what that was yeah we don't do that anymore because we can instantly find out what it was so i do wonder if we're it's our brains are starting to be affected a little bit by the ease of technology gives us in finding out information so red well, and that sort of makes your tr brain go into overdrive well, no, in the opposite, like we, we've we got lazy brains. Right. Oh, OK. Yeah, maybe. So we're Do actually you, losing. My... We're, we're having more blank moments because we're it's too like we're not utilizing our memory capacity enough. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My I live with my mother in law and she does a lot of um, newspaper crossword. Loves mm. the crossword. And if there's any like football questions, she'll obviously come to me for those. Um, but she refuses to look at the questions or look them up. And so I guess that is one way, isn't it, of like stopping yourself using the external Google and using the internal Google. And she will go, go, go until she like literally can't. She's got a couple left and then she has to maybe check at the back of the paper. But that that's probably quite a good way of training yourself to keep those kind of mind muscles uh, active. Well, they say chess. Chess is very good. Um, okay. I was reading a thing about anti-aging, like ways of, of uh, interrupting a the aging process. And chess apparently is very good. Wow! Um, for that, is that why all the all the people you say play chess are all like ten year old Russian boys? <laughs> yeah, they've just they've got younger, like Benjamin Button style. They yeah, started yeah. off as eighty year old men, yeah, and they've just got younger <laughs> and younger. They're actually in their hundreds. Yeah, I don't know about that, but apparently it's very good for to yeah prevent aging. Is chess? So I guess crosswords and stuff. I had puzzles. Yeah. I think yeah. are useful, um, but I do wonder. Like, yeah, if we t we we rushed our phones too readily um, for that. But that's that's not that's going off on a tangent from Richard. Well, okay, questions. so what's what what was your last blank moment then? Um, what was my last blank moment? It's a it's a real it's a real it's actually a really hard question. It is because isn't it? I think like you said, like we have these mini moments of of, of various blanks where I don't know like you your mind goes blank whatever and you know i guess if we're going to be on brand with the the general themes that would come up on the podcast i've probably had quite a lot of the other ones like imposter you know we were talking earlier about yeah, yeah those yeah. feelings when you're um not quite right so yeah feelings of failure and and, and imposter syndrome all the time so that's like kind yeah. of daily almost um yeah. so if we're going to talk about those kind of blanks but yeah i guess kind of specific blank mem moments in 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 a day where you forget something or you you lose track of something then not so much actually thankfully yeah or i guess like blank moments where you've something's gone really wrong maybe you know those moments where you sort of like stop in your tracks because something's gone so catastrophically wrong you're kind of like frozen in fear a little bit sometimes 
Actually, I've never had one of those for a long time. Actually. No, thank you. I wonder if that's yeah. what Richard, Richard was maybe referencing. Possibly. Well, anyway, Richard, let us know. You know, let us know what yeah. your blank moments are as well, because that's a good question, really good question, and we probably should have prepped it actually. Um, but that's on brand for us again not to do that. Um, can we ask another one of Richard's questions, or should we go to someone else and then come back to him? Well, you know, I think we're we asked we the, the last one um, he's asked is um, after Crystal Palace. <laughs> There's no after Crystal Palace. What would be no. your favourite football team? I don't think I've got a second team. Have you got a second team, Jim? I do. I do have a second team. But it's not in England. Okay, yes. That's the safe one so to I've got do, my one it? team in England. Well, I lie. I do have a second team in England, but it's not a professional team. Mm-hmm. So my second team would be my local team, Chesham United, mm-hmm. who are in the Southern Premier Division, which is one below the Conference South, which is one below the... Sorry, National League South, which is one below the National League, which is one below League Two, which is one below League One, which is one below the Championship. Which is one below how, the many, how many tiers down is it? Premier League, so one championship, <laughs> League One, You're League Two, National League, National League, six. Okay, that's pretty so good. It's, it's tier seven, so it's tier seven. Oh, that's six below. Well, that's Premier pretty League. high standard then. And they're currently third. Ooh, they, they are good this season. They got some good players. Yeah, yes, yeah. so I've been to a few games. So I'm gonna, actually during the World Cup, I'm going to try and see a few of their games. Nice, because actually it's a good chance to support your non-league team. So if you're if, if you are a Premier League football fan, you're listening, go and support your non-league team. Yes. Now, because their games aren't stopping, obviously, during the World Cup. So, Chesham United, definitely. Um, and my other non English professional club, although they're probably on the board, on the cusp as well, is Bohemian FC in right. Dublin. Yeah, I was going to say, was there an Irish team there? It must be an Irish yeah, team. Because my brother moved to Dublin in 2015 and wanted to sort of uh, pick up a team. And they are a fan run, left wing socialist club. So very much sort of fitting with a lot of our kind of like mm. ethos and stuff like that. But also their home ground is called Daily Mount Park. Oh, it's Spelt perfect. The same. So it's, 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 it's made to be, and so it's been down a few times. And apparently they're like, they're a brilliant, brilliant team, brilliant, nice lads, great club. And they've like hosted, Bob Marley played there oh, wow. in the 70s. Like they've hosted like some really iconic music uh, festivals and shows. And they're just a really sort of right on football club. If you yeah, know, wicked, you that's great. Yeah, for want of a better phrase. So they're really cool. Uh, so yeah, Bo- Bows would be my Irish team, and then Chesham. But then obviously, uh, no one, no one professionally in England outside of no. Palace. I don't think you can have another professional club. No, I country. don't think so either. I think yeah, I mean, if you've got a, like, if you live in a town where you've got a football club, then I guess they are your. You you, you probably support those to a certain level, but yeah, no, that, that it's Palace all the way. I think I, I haven't got time to support another team. No, well, exactly. My my support of of Chesham and Bowes is obviously not as committed as a as mm. Palace. It is more checking results and popping down if I can to to uh to the meadow. But otherwise it's not the yeah, it's not the same as I thought about getting a season ticket. They're, they're surprisingly expensive. You have to probably go to most of the games at Chesham to to pay it off, which is um mm. but I am gonna try and go down next Tuesday because I've got Adam who I mentioned earlier from my little dad's group in Chesham. We try and get to evening games because Saturdays we're obviously watching our kids and they're too young to go to a game at the moment. Mm-hmm. But Tuesday nights are quite a good one. And we noticed last time we went down, Chesham have got a um, little club shop, which is basically a little port cabin. But in it, they've got a row, a sort of rail of old shirts. So oh, we're going to cool. go down and see if we can get ourselves an old... Because current shirts are still like same as professional clubs, 50 quid, which is mad. If I could pick up an old shirt for a tenner or something, then mm. uh, yeah, I'll keep you posted on that. Good work. So that's my next mission. Good work. We've yeah. got another question here. It's from Jill Allison. And she says, what would you choose? Um, sorry, no, she said, what made you choose the career that you have? It's an interesting question because I don't know if I chose it, really. 
It kind of chose me. Yeah. Because you would have chosen... What What would you have chosen? Music? Music would have been the thing, yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted yeah. to do, yeah, for sure. That yeah. was the thing. And, and when that kind of went tits up, it was moving into something else well you did do it you did do it yeah did it but then it, yeah didn't 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 fulfill all the the full dream um and then ended oh, yeah. up kind of falling so, into doing something else how did you have you ever said you probably probably have on other pods but have you said on this pod how you actually fell into doing what you do uh, i don't know if i have yeah, no, so I for, for those who haven't haven't heard me on another podcast just talking about it but yeah so i yeah i was in a band for many years we 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 toured the UK. We did some big festivals like Glastonbury and um, Central Festival in Bristol. So yeah, some big festivals. Did a lot of tour. We called a couple of VPs. We had a we had management. Um, but it's gutty touring. It's really gutty and it's hard work. And uh, it's, gu- it's gutty. What's that? It's gutty. Like it's hard. It's um, right. Okay. Yeah. It's never heard that before. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's, it's I like a, it though. Yeah, it's really it's hard work. It's really hard work. It's, it's you know long at it's late hours, obviously you know, and you're sleeping in vans, and you know a lot of it's downtime. You're just sort of waiting for sound checks and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's it's hard. It's a hard life to do. Um, I certainly yeah. couldn't do it now with a family. Uh, I can't, couldn't imagine it. So I think it's a bit of a young young person's game kind of thing so anyway yeah i did that for a long time and then um the band broke up um i think you know just it was we'd come to the end of our tether with it a little bit i think uh and then shortly after that we kind of i knew we were gonna have um a a child and wanted to create something for for them and that's how i got into writing so yeah it's weird how these things you, you kind of fall sometimes you fall into them but i guess it's still being creative and you know i used to write lyrics and stuff yeah. so it, it's still kind of i suppose it is a segue into something else that's still kind of similarly feel, themed in that you're writing um but yeah yeah so that's you're that's in that, that uh you're still in that world aren't you you're still in that sphere that space of being creative and creativity it's not a million miles away from what you were doing but that's interesting it's interesting that it what was the feeling like when you started so, so obviously you started doing it for love, really, and for, for pleasure. Mm. And then when you realized, oh, actually, I'm actually really quite good at this, that must have been a nice feeling. The best bit about being in a band, if you're still talking about music. Oh, no, I'm talking about when you transitioned into Oh, writing. okay, sorry. Well, I was going to say the best thing about being in a band was the collaborative thing. That was like what, mm. doing that with, with three other guys was fantastic, and I loved that camaraderie. and the thing. Yeah, getting into the, the writing thing was, yeah, it was weird because... You just don't, like everything, when you try something creative, you never know, quite know if you're any good until you get that validation of someone saying, actually, we'd, we'd quite like to publish this or we'd like to like make it real. Uh, so, and even now, it's still, you know, I still honestly, bizarrely, find it hard to call myself a writer and author. It's, it's a weird thing. Like, you just... Yeah, uh, no, I get that. Yeah, get like... The same. Uh, I would, and I don't know what that is. I don't know. There must be a name for that. Like, it's it's just, or it's not impo- I suppose imposter syndrome to an extent, but it's a weird thing. Like, when people say, hey, "What do you do?" You say, oh, "I'm a." I, I normally say it last. Like, I'll say, I'll probably say like podcast producer first, or produce, yeah. you know, audio produ- or something, audio production, because that sounds more proper. Even though actually, you know, writing is most of what I do. And yeah. uh, and I've had quite a lot of books published, but I still don't. Yeah, 
kind of it's a weird weird thing is that because because i'm exactly the same with comedian and i've only just started owning that a little bit like we had to register our son's name you know the last week and they ask you for your occupation and i was like i think i'd put for our daughter i think i'd put writer or something else mm-hmm. well, maybe i had put comedian i can't remember but i was like quite this time no i'm gonna put it because yeah good work. I, what i want to own that man and I am, but like, yeah, but I mean, exactly like, is it because you don't like what you do or what you are? You don't see yourself, even though other people look at you and clearly see you as a writer and a very successful one. You, cause you don't see yourself in the same way. What you see doesn't match up with your idea of that. Mm. So my idea of a stand-up comedian is someone that kicks five times a week and goes around the country and stuff. Now, obviously other people might see that differently. And these days the word comedian is becoming a bit more all encompassing for lots online or whatever. But to me, because I don't see myself, I'm not gigging much. Then I think, well, I can't call myself that. Mm. And is it is it the same thing for you? Just it's not what matches up to your vision, so you find it harder then to call yourself that thing, even though you are. Yeah, I think there's probably something to do with it for sure. It's really hard to put my finger on why why it happens because it's 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 daft. You know, it's daft. Like you you are a comedian, like you do comedy. You know, in lots of different forms. You know, you do live yeah. stand up and you do your videos and TikTok and and YouTube and parody stuff. But you are, yeah. So essentially, you are a comedian. Um, essentially, I am a writer in many different forms. But I wonder if it's a bit of a, I don't know about like with comedy, you'd get someone saying, "Oh, tell us a joke." I wonder with like the writing, it's a bit like, "Oh, what have you written?" And then you've got to sort of spiel out what you've made, and then yeah. they'll go, "Oh, I've never heard of that." Like, be, like, was it George that said uh, one of our actor guests being like, uh, so what have you been in? Yeah. And then you have to start like, oh, well, I was oh, I did this and this. Yeah, and yeah. Whatever. And, oh, I've not seen and that. And you have to. So you have yeah, to kind exactly. of justify. Justifying it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. At least at least I can say I've just, just been to Edinburgh and had a four-star show. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm just going to dine out on that for the next and, decade. And, and what was great was in the band, I could always say, oh, well, we played Glastonbury. Yeah, that's exactly. probably still yeah, the thing yeah. I go back to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the but writing is hard. Those things can never be. Those things have never be taken away. No, it's true. And uh, but the writing, the writing is because I think you then have to start kind of spilling out your CV um, of all the things yeah, that yeah. you've done. And oh, what kind of writing do you do? Yeah. Oh, I mainly write kids books. And then I've oh, actually I've written like kind of adult novels. Blah, blah. And then it's and then what are they about? Blah, blah, blah. And I, and maybe it's. I feel. I, I guess I start to feel like that person's not that interested in those sort of things, even though they're asking the questions. Well, they clearly are because they. Well, no, no, but like I feel bored. It's almost like I don't know. I don't want to. It's not. I don't want to talk about it, but it's, you don't want to. I don't know. It's hard, isn't you it? You can know. have. You can have a little like business card style thing that just has like a Q and A one that just has all the answers. Yeah. Uh, on the card. Just already. go on Amazon. Yes, I'm a writer. <laughs> just go on Amazon. Here's a link. Here's here's the titles. Here's the other stuff I do. Now fuck off. Yeah, and then you obviously like because we and, and like you, we I do multiple things. So then you got yeah. to say, well, I do. Oh, because that is the thing now. If I ever go to a, a gathering of some sort and I meet people for the first time, they say, oh, what do you do? Because it's I don't know if that's a, a I guess that's a universal thing that people ask each other those kind of things. Um, and I, funny enough, I went to um. The brilliant Sophie, who's been on our podcast, Sophie Green. I went to her exhibition, which was fantastic. Yeah. And I had quite a few conversations. I didn't know many people there. I had quite a few conversations with people like, oh, what do you do? And then you have to say, well, I do quite a lot of different things, actually. Yeah. And then I'm like, in your head, you're like, mm, well, what one do you put out front first? <laughs> yeah. So if you say podcast, oh, what's your podcast? 
oh well it's this and then I have to explain it and then if you say writing what do you write you know it's uh, and that I don't know it's, I find those conversations quite difficult I mean I stopped going on podcasts like, as a guest because I found I started to feel uncomfortable talking about myself and yeah I yeah and yet we do this you know this is what we do so yeah I can understand that I I sometimes get in the awkward position of because I do this podcast and I do FYP the Palace mm. podcast and they're both quite long long standing long running and got a nice really lovely following someone will say to me oh Jim love the podcast and then I and I must sound so arrogant go which which one I bet it's normally like, FYP oh I just do so many <laughs> I just do so many so you know I can't even remember it's only two um, but, but yeah so well it's same I because I, I, I've ended up obviously it's the back of doing you know doing this one and because we've, we've we've done well with it you know i, I and it's same as you i end up doing stuff for other people as well doing other producing producing other podcasts for like you know some business ones and you know doing that and then you, you, then that comes into the conversation i i, I, I produce podcasts I, I i'm on two of them and then there's this other one and then i did and then and then oh what's that one anyway it just becomes complicated i mean this is massively first world problems we're but I think it comes back oh, to those feelings of insecurity about what you do and uh yeah finding it difficult to have those kind of conversations I think maybe I'm just not very good at um I'm, I'm, I know I'm not I mean one of the reasons you know we do this podcast is to listen to the guests I don't I'm not probably very good at um either bigging myself up or, or talking about what I do particularly I find I find it difficult I mean, you said that we've done 45 I know, minutes, I know, we've done 45 we, we minutes. We can't be too bad. It. I know, I know. <laughs> I was thinking. No, that. I know what you mean, though. It always feels a bit awkward. I wonder if that's a British thing as well. It always yeah. feels a little bit sort of awkward. But um, I think people generally are quite interested. I think if you do anything creative, people tend to be interested because there are more people in non-creative jobs than in creative ones. And a lot of those people would like to be in a creative job. So I think mm. if you are managing to survive in doing something roughly in your sphere that you enjoy, people, I think, actually find that really exciting and interesting and actually are quite sort of pleased for you yeah and, and and i don't want it to come across you know like there probably be, might be lots of people listening who are like oh you lucky bastard kind of thing you know and i i, I haven't had that opportunity and so you know i'm super grateful for it i guess i just don't yeah I don't, not um yeah just sometimes feel uncomfortable talking about it yeah well i think it taps into a sort of natural awkwardness mm. i think we, you and i both have about around there's definitely maybe for another pod, some, something around sort of like work and identity mm. and why that clearly for you and I holds a, holds a big pull over us for some reason. It uh, probably comes down to our own self-esteem and stuff like yeah. that. I know I'm, you know, I happily say I'm quite uh, uh, someone who always have the best self-esteem. So I think there's probably lots of issues lingering yeah. from like feelings of failure as a child and stuff, I guess. Um, yeah coming out um but you know it's really nice i think i've said to you before um michelle put up all, all my books in, up yeah. here in front of me hidden things so i i kind of go now again look up and go oh, okay yeah yeah, that, yeah, uh, so yeah. I, am a, I am a writer that's really nice i think yeah. it's important to remind yourself those yeah things. yeah and i know you've Definitely. got your like you know you've got your youtube plaque and stuff in there and it's really important to yeah. actually yeah and i got it, my show yeah yeah it's really important to have those things I yeah to put them yet but but i think it's really it is important to remind yourself of what you've achieved because yeah it, yeah and and yeah and because i'm super grateful obviously 
really grateful. I guess I just don't want to like bang on about it. <laughs> well, anyway, we're coming up to an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, well, and you, Jim, you like, obviously you're, we, we've dabbled on talking about me getting into what I do, but I mean, obviously you, you started your comedy stuff quite a long time ago now. 10 years, 10 years ago this mm. year, I think. Uh, yeah, I, it was never the plan. Kind of like like you actually it was never the plan. I just I wanted to be a journalist. That was my dream, and I went to did, did journalism at university and uh, down in Southampton, and um, uh, graduated with a with a solid Desmond. And um, I yeah got a job in my local paper. Did all that, went through all that, and then uh, in my late twenties, just felt a bit uh, creatively stifled and started writing. Realized I'd always liked writing and doing silly stuff and then it just it sort of went from there and once I got on stage I realized that was something I really liked and it's just all sort of yeah got on from there really but I I I, I use a lot of those journalistic skills all the time with with all sorts of stuff really podcasts and and with my comedy writing and football stuff all the mm. time so they they actually never gone away so I'm, I'm glad I did that because I think they've been a good basis for writing and for yeah. noticing things and all that they're a really good basis i think if, i think if you're going to do anything creative actually but you don't quite n n know what do some sort of journalism or writing course or something because i think it's a good it's a good basis now i've always said as well that i think i am i love performing i don't think it comes naturally to me and i don't think it's uh maybe what i was put on the planet to do but i think i'm a writer who performs rather than mm. a performer who also writes and because i've met a lot of performers through doing this and some of them you can tell it's just natural like it's just natural ability and for me it's more something i've worked out but i enjoy but it's i think it's, i'm naturally more of a writer uh but that's cool yeah, i'm learning that about myself and and that's well that's something put that, that to the test well yeah. that's good because you've you've obviously acknowledged that and then that's the thing you can work on you know you've got yeah. that other stuff you like you've got that, that the writing bit like you know that yeah. you've got a ability there and the i guess the performance thing it's just a matter of doing it more, isn't it? And practicing and learning the craft yeah. a bit. I, I definitely feel like right now I'm at a uh, much more comfortable, Edinburgh really helped, but I'm at a much, much more comfortable stage of my performing. I feel comfortable in my ability and, and, and in a much better place. Still struggling to get booked for gigs at the moment. I'm not really applying for many, uh, but um, I feel much more uh, comfortable with my ability on, on stage, which is good. So actually I'm now back, and now back the other way, so I now should be writing more. So it, it's it's all mm. like when you start off doing comedy, that they're like, get on stage, get on stage, get on stage. Yeah, right, but get on stage. That's the thing. And then you get on stage and you get more comfortable. And they say, oh, we've got now you got to write. They got to write, 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 write. So I've sort of done a lot of the stage stuff. I need to get back to doing the the writing really. But um, yeah. So I'm. I guess I guess being a writer was always going to be in my in yeah. my life. I yeah. guess. Uh, and it still is in many ways. And actually, it's 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 very flexible ability i think to have absolutely um, so yeah we we oh 50 minutes we are doing well I now aren't we? i have to go in 10 minutes okay so should got, we rattle through some other questions yeah we've got we've got a couple more here one is from patrick toe who is a deep dear dear friend of mine i'm playing a band with pat so funny enough we talked oh, about band stuff earlier i've played in, in a pat, band with pat for goodness me a long time over 20 years um wow. so it's nice for him to send a message it's nice that he listens uh he says how do you approach your guests to ask them to come on the show this is a question i do get asked by quite a lot of people actually mm. um mm. 
and it's it's a combination of different things really i think when we started it was mainly through um having twitter and social yeah social media in general but twitter mainly just sort of approaching people directly i mean i think i'd even just tweet someone and say come on the podcast can i can i message you about it and lots of nice people said yes and then like just general kind of connections from social media i would message people directly and that's my still my preferred way of doing it i love to approach the person directly we we you know you and i we we have um publicists and agents that do approach us for guests and you know they've always been really good as well but it's nice to talk to that person directly i think and have a conversation with them you have a sort of you start to build a little bit of a rapport when you're sort of organizing it and then it just makes it a bit easier when you jump on zoom you kind of have already had a, a few kind of backwards and back and forwards with them and that that's always really nice um to have that so yeah that's the main way i guess we approach yeah that's how it started out and i mm. think since we've got sort of slightly more regular and more known then as you say people are start to approach us which is really nice and helps doesn't it but um we're still reaching out to people aren't we when when we're trying to branch out actually we've 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 tried i'm about to say with this series we're soon in series one technically but with this sort of latest uh round of pods to branch out uh uh, away from the it was initially great creative people wasn't Mm. it that we wanted to talk to but we're trying to branch out now and still do creative people but maybe do people from slightly other worlds um which i think hopefully keeps it interesting um but yeah but initially it was just it was you and your in your twitter profile and and reaching out to people that that followed you so so there's a lot of um yeah reaching out i guess and asking a lot of asking (laughs) of asking but you know that's a that's a whole kind of um thing on itself really about the idea of asking for help and asking you know people to collaborate and stuff and most do don't they we've we've really rarely had people sort of man we've been so so lucky lucky. yeah we've had so many incredible guests on i think you know uh, from the get-go as well we've had so many uh, amazing people i never thought in a million years i'd get to talk to you know and god we've spent you know two hours with people like stephen fry and nick offerman and dawn french and david hare you know the list goes on um yeah you know our back catalogue is i'm very very proud of uh of what we've achieved with it so it's you know it's it's lovely uh and like i say that sometimes the uh the begging pays off you know like <laughs> um it's <laughs> really, doubt, yeah beg. yeah it's in beg yeah um but like you say it's nice now because now we get we get approached and say oh do you want so and so to come on you know and that's really nice it's nice to be asked yeah. if you will have people on um, but yes, like you say, we're definitely looking to sort of talk to people from other walks of life, not just from the entertainment industry or, you know, sport and stuff, which is what we've kind of, and we've tried to, tried to do that, I think, across um, across all of the pods that, you know, we've tried to engage with people that aren't necessarily um, inverted commas celebrities or, you know, um, or, the, or obviously celebrities and, and talk to more interesting kind of um yeah, from other kind of industries and stuff. And obviously recently we had um, Andrew Bustamonte on, he was a CIA agent, and that, that was really, really fascinating. That was great. So I think, like, yeah, it'd be nice to for us to kind of, like, delve into some of those other worlds where, you know, blank, blank moments are very um, obvious and uh, a, a regular occurrence. Well, yeah, blank moments for him were, like, almost... Well, they were life-threatening. Yeah. You know? it, was, it was That was fascinating. Um, if our listeners have got 
like a guest that they're listening to now and thinking, get this person on, then mm. they can get in contact with us, you know, tweet us and yeah. tag them in a tweet or on Instagram and let us know. And we will try our best to reach out because we're always looking for interesting guests, high profile or not, you know, if it's yeah. someone with a really cool story or doing something really cool or an interesting backstory, then, you know, we are always interested in that, especially if they've got sort of, you know, blank moments that really maybe we haven't heard of before. So, yeah. You know, do let us know. We want, you know, you talked before about collaborating. It'd be quite nice to collaborate with our listeners. We want them involved in, you know, in this as well. So do let us know and we'll reach out and we'll try and get some. We, we do have some quite interesting ones coming up, actually, don't we? Yeah, next few weeks as well. So um, we are, yeah, that is exciting. Um, shall we read? There's a final question. Yeah, that, well, it's that on that topic, Richard, really. There's two people have both covered the same angle, haven't mm. they, sort of? Uh, well, Richard asked it and then Comedy Sues too has asked it as well. Richard has said who, what guests would you love to have on the show? And then Comedy Sousa says, what would be your top three dream guests to interview? So should we go for top three? What do you reckon? Or so, or just one? Well, I think three will be quite tricky, actually. I mean, there's loads of people I'd like to talk to and there's loads of people we've approached that hasn't quite worked out. And it's not because they didn't want to come on, but it's just timing and stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know if there's any like, what's on your kind of top guest lists of people that you would obviously, love to talk to obviously sporty people yeah you love football in particular you know that you know that i just like what like neil warnock into neil warnock would be great because he is starting to do a lot of um, he's got a podcast pods yeah that, oh yeah and obviously he's the former palace manager as well yeah, yeah. so that would be he would be that would be one. good anyone yeah sporty like that or even other sports you know i'm uh anyone sort of big from the world of hmm I don't know any other sports really. Football is the one I know the most about. Yeah, I really enjoyed Jermaine Pennant when he came on. I thought yeah, he was a fascinating yeah. guy, and that was that was really good. But I'd like, do you know anyone... what? I'd love to talk to someone like um, Jose Mourinho or something like that. I think. Oh yeah, a really candid sit down chat with Jose uh, yeah, would be, be really interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm happy. Like most sports, I'm quite you know, quite into. So I, you know, Lewis Hamilton. I'd like to have a chat with him. Um, yeah, Tyson Fury yeah. would be an interesting guest. I think there's lots of people that would be really good to talk to. What about outside of the world of sport? Is there anyone? Because I've got one, but it's been become a running joke on that you and I talk about a lot. When we talk about 200th episode, but uh, is there anyone else outside of the world of sport that is top of your list? Um, well, there, there is one person that I've been desperately trying to get on, uh, and this is because. Pat, who asked the previous question, and I are big fans of his, and that's John Cusack. We've been trying to get John Cusack on the pod since we started, and um, there's been a couple of times where we've come close, but uh, yeah. it's not just not happened for some reason. So I'm still working on John Cusack to come on. Um, yeah. I like John a lot. I'm a big fan of his films, obviously, but then he's very politically savvy as well, so he'd be a really interesting guest. So John Cusack, and of course... One of our obviously huge inspirers for the podcast, Adam Buxton. We'd love to have Adam on. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, th those yeah, yeah. two would be two big guests that I'd love to have on the pod. Both busy guys, though. So I Very think busy probably, guys, uh, yeah. Probably trying to get them on would be difficult. Yeah. But we They're have both, both said fantastic. the Obamas. We'd love to have the Obamas on. I think that's the pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah. I think, that, I think if we did that, we could probably just retire. Yeah. But I think it's probably as good as it gets. They would be fantastic. Um, did they have a podcast? Did they? Have I think a they do. I think there's one on Spotify, isn't it? That they do. I'm sure I've seen Barack um, talking to the to the boss, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure yeah, there is yeah. a pod so that they do. Yeah, he's probably got equipment at home. He's probably got. Yeah, he'd be, yeah, well, he'd work so. perfect. He'd be like he'd be pod savvy. So I mean, we, we love yeah. those guests who've got microphones. Yeah, exactly. That would be great. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, God, there's so many people we'd like to have on, mm. isn't there? Really, um, so many interesting people out there, and we've already done a hundred and. 80 episodes whatever it is but you know 188 like, episodes so we are we, we are getting close wow. to that 200 mark so we yeah are. we are have we got anything planned for that have we got shall we shall there's we, there's plans afoot but whether we'll, whether they'll uh pay off <laughs> something will happen something will happen don't worry we'll do we'll, we'll have do a guest something. we'll have a guest yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> might just be us again yeah but we'll do, it'll we'll just do be something. another q a session um <laughs> really self-indulgent one um, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, We've man. Yeah. It. Well, we don't already, often don't get know? a chance yeah. to just chat, and and, I, and you've asked me lots of questions. I don't feel like I've asked you as many, but um, I appreciate. Well, next you, time, uh, next yeah, time. But next time. I feel like that's been because normally we do our top and tails, and we get to twenty minutes in, and we think, bloody hell, no, we are rattling on. We should People listening whole, for the guest, yeah. <laughs> but actually, it's nice to actually just spend a bit of time. Yeah, yeah, chatting. Well, hopefully, really. we won't lose too many listeners. Oh, I think we'll be all right. We'll check, we'll check the numbers. Don't worry, I'll be checking the numbers. <laughs> yeah, we'll check Co- the data. Combing through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and if, if the numbers are there, we'll just delete this episode. Yeah, that's fine. Happened. Yeah, yeah. It never happened. Yeah. Never happened. <laughs> anyway, uh, have, enjoy the rest of your week. We, we'll be back with, with back on to the regular sort of pods next week, won't we, with a, with a, with a, with a guest? With a proper person on, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was fun. Thanks for your qu- questions, people. Yeah, uh, thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Appreciate it. And do get in contact if you've got ideas for guests or what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, let us know about how you deal with the blank moments. I think that's mm. always interesting or or, or or just difficult moments. Let us know. We want to hear. And also how you're getting on. How are you at the moment? Yeah, let us know. Let us know how you're doing. Because as you said earlier, the world is a tricky place at the moment. So uh, do reach out. We are, you know, we are we are definitely uh, happy to hear from you. Uh, but that's it. Um, I'm going to go and help with bath time. My daughter's not. Have a nice time. Yeah. Uh... Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.